0: Welcome to the Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is a place where successful thought leaders in the SAP space come to share their leadership styles, their tips, and their unique stories on how to run successful large scale SAP programs. Listen to the podcast
1: to learn from their successes, their failures, their career stories, and their inspirations. This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to support the cause, please donate via the link below.
0: So, welcome everybody. Today, I am here with Wayne Roach, who I've actually known for, gosh, nearly ten years now. I met you back in your Westfield days, didn't I? You did.
1: You did. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We're showing our age, that's for sure. Maybe not me, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah, sorry, sorry.
0: Um, Yes, I've known Wayne for 10 years. Um, He's currently at Department of Justice. um, But before that, he was the release manager for the Endeavour Energy program. Um, And if you watch the Neil Minto podcast, you (coughs) will see that Neil actually requested that I approach Roach. So um, here we go. Now Let's get into it. So we're going to start off with some quick fire questions, just kind of get to know you a little bit more. And then we're going to get into a little bit about you and your story within SAP, what keeps you in SAP, Um, and then just some reflection time. So let's get into these 20 quick fire questions. What is your full name?
1: Wayne Roy Roach.
0: Wayne Roy Roach. Lovely. And then what's your nickname?
1: Oh, Roachie, of course. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> one person that I grew up with used to call me Waza, but um, he died last year, so I won't hear that again. So oh, okay. he's the Sorry only one that ever called me that. Yeah. Well. As I he was six foot seven, so I couldn't say, "Hey, stop it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be you'd be in trouble definitely. definitely. Um, and where are you from? Sydney. Sydney, born and bred.
1: In North Sydney, Mater yeah. Hospital.
0: Oh, really. There you go, and then you're sort of northwestish Sydney now, I suppose, aren't you? Same. I am indeed, yeah. So I'm going to cut out the next question then of how long have you been in Australia?
1: Because uh,
0: <laughs> that'll give away your age, won't <laughs> right?
1: it? Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, there we go. Okay, um, I said it earlier, but where are you currently working?
1: Uh, communities and Justice, uh, the Path program. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> What's your role there?
1: Um, deployment manager for. Uh, deployment Team 1, which is Department DPE, Regional New South Wales and Office of Sport.
0: Oh, so what's the best job you've ever had?
1: Um, probably being a project manager in SAP. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it over the past 25 years. So,
0: Any role uh, in particular that stands out?
1: Uh, thoroughly enjoyed Catterhole Harvey. Uh, we worked our bums off, but um, it was so successful. We were in Auckland for four months, and it was so successful. The project sponsor, two days after we went live, said, "You guys are wasting your time. Go home." So oh. there was absolutely nothing to do. We, wow. we plan to be there for two weeks to, you know, address any issues or concerns. None. So wow. it was quite amazing. Especially most successful project, of, isn't it? Well, it's the most successful project I think I've ever been on. Unreal.
0: Yeah, awesome. What do
1: you think made it successful? The team. The team were really committed. Um, it was a big team. Uh, we had like 75 people uh, in the implementation team, and that included business people, but they were all committed. Our implementation manager basically said he he pulled more all-nighters on this program than he did on doing his MBA. So. Wow, <laughs> so that's a dedication, right? Yeah,
0: just shows you it's always the people, always the people, isn't it? So I'm sure we'll get into that a bit further along. Um, And so what's the worst job you've ever had?
1: Uh, I had to think about this last night. There's there's no real worst job. The worst project I've been involved in, which was still successful, by the way, um, was a SAP implementation in 14 weeks due to a court order during a hostile takeover
0: sounds like fun
1: <laughs> oh, it fabulous it was Gosh, fabulous second day how in many got of, uh, second day and I got accused of industrial espionage by the CIO <laughs> so say so it was fun real fun
0: yeah great I hope they paid you a lot for that one <laughs> uh thank you good okay um favorite sport
1: uh motor racing
0: motor racing interesting okay and um, favorite beer to go with the motor racing
1: Uh, I don't generally drink a lot of beer, uh, but if I had to pick one, it would be Montice Black.
0: Montice Black. What about, what do you drink? Wine, whiskey? Uh,
1: Generally wine, generally um, Sauvignon Blanc and generally Marlborough region from New Zealand.
0: Very specific. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Got to share a bottle of that one day soon, Wayne. Um, Favourite meal?
1: Uh, Generally anything Italian. I'm a, I'm a fan of Italian food, um, for sure.
0: Same, it's my favourite as well. Give me all the pasta, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True.
0: Oh, sorry, I should say it, my Australian-made pasta. There we go. So here's a good question: How do you keep yourself sane?
1: Um, generally, by reading. Um, yeah. One of my my lockdown tip was take some time out for yourself, do some exercise but I generally make sure I set some time aside every morning when I get up with a cup of coffee and read my book for half an hour before I start work or actually just after I start work because I start, do my emails, catch up on everything and then I go and read for half an hour, make sure I've not missed anything overnight.
0: Do you like fiction or sort of autobiographies or I know you like to, you've got a thirst to learn haven't you? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, no fiction definitely um Generally, Clive Kessler, uh Matthew Riley, Lee Child, and if I want a bit of uh, comic relief, it's uh, Janet Ivanovich. So. Good,
0: all right. I will write those down and listen to some, read <laughs> some myself. Listen to some, read some. Although, as a working mum, I can't remember the last time I read a book, so <laughs> I've got to do it. Um, if you could describe your management style in one word, what would it be?
1: Uh, that's a difficult question because these days, collaborative. Um, yeah. You have to bear in mind that a lot of the jobs I've had over the years, um, I've been the guy they drop in to fix problems. So yeah. in which case, it's it's never collaborative if it's dictatorial. Um, yeah. So if you dropped into you know rescue a troubled project, uh, collaborative is not really the right way to approach it. Uh, you have yeah. to actually. Just take control.
0: And do you think that's why you and Neil worked so well together then? Because you were <laughs> in there to to fix programs.
1: uh definitely, definitely. Um, we we understood from the start that it wasn't um, a particularly well perceived project in the marketplace, mm. um, but we actually took the um, took the approach that we were going to deliver it no matter what, um, and we did. So. Good.
0: Well done. Um, Favourite music?
1: Oh man, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm a fan of music and um, that's where things fall apart because everything from you know Heavy Rock, Black Sabbath, through to Eminem, through to Michael Buble, don't care. Listen to everything.
0: Anything and everything, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So you've
0: got a very eclectic Spotify playlist.
1: Uh, I've got a hard drive with 2,600 albums on it.
0: Gosh, you don't even need to, um, go <laughs> for Spotify.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You can do your own version of it, the Roachify.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: What's your favourite film, Wayne? Uh,
1: man, I thought about this last night. I don't, I'm a, f- anyone that knows me is I'm a fan of theatre. Um, so, therefore, there's no such thing as a favourite film for me. I mm. love the Past and Furious series. Oh, yeah. um, I also like the Avengers series. I've watched <gasps> all fan. of those. Uh, if you want a motivational movie, uh, watch Remember the Titans.
0: I've never seen based it.
1: On... Right. Denzel okay. Washington, based on a true story. Fabulous film. All
0: right. I'll watch that tonight whilst eating pasta and drinking Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah, okay. And what's your favourite holiday destination?
1: Um, <clears throat> if I can't get out of Australia, it's Port Douglas. Mm-hmm. If I can get out of Australia, it's Italy.
0: Yeah, that's because you've got all the good food, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: So it's bad that you have to say, if I can't get out of Australia, sign of the times, Right.
1: Last two and a half years we couldn't get out of Australia. So this is true. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't
0: even get into Queensland. We could South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or your local LGA. Um yep. so what's your bucket list thing to do?
1: I ride a motorbike around Australia.
0: Yeah, I would love to do that. I have my I have my licence as well. Yeah,
1: well. We're gonna I've have to do life it. Life Drink Samuel Block and
0: eat loads of pasta. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I've had my license a long time.
0: Yeah, I bet. What's your favourite city?
1: Sydney. Uh, But if I'm outside of Australia, then it's Venice. Venice.
0: Yeah, Venice is glorious, isn't it? It is. Um, And if you weren't in SAP, what would you do?
1: Probably something uh, motor-related. I am an engineer by profession, so um, I'm a mechanical engineer, so anything engineering is right up my alley.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, and
1: then give us a fun fact about yourself, Wayne. Uh, if I go back to, I thought about this last night, there's a couple I can't mention. My, I got my motorcycle licence at 17. Yeah. But when I um, got my learner's permit, I'd never ridden a motorcycle before. I rocked up to the um, RTA, got my learner's permit, jumped in a cab went across to the bike shop to pick up the bike that I'd purchased the week before. Mm. I asked the guy if he'd ride around the corner for me, because it was on the main road. He said, yeah, no no problem, you know, a new bike, uh, not used to it, fair enough. What he didn't know is I'd never ridden a bike before. So I jumped on it, rode it around the back streets of Burwood for half an hour, then rode it home. Crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
0: That's Crazy. But, you know, that's the way you learn with the motorbikes, isn't it? I did exactly the same. I did my yeah. learner's licence out at um, Clyde, so not that far from Burwood as well, yeah. and went out there on my with my L's, never ridden a bike before, and then did the actual course, because you have to do the course nowadays, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, never ridden a bike. So, again, I learned to ride on the back streets of Clyde, so <laughs> very similar. Yeah, Although I've had an accident now, so I wouldn't go back on a bike. So <laughs> that's maybe the way uh, the difference lies.
1: Yeah, I d- I've only fallen off once.
0: So. Yeah, and you got straight back on?
1: Uh, yeah, right at home.
0: Yeah, no, I sold mine. I got someone else to ride it home and then I sold it. Yeah, <laughs> very scary. I was in crutches for six weeks, so, you know, I was allowed. Um, Okay, so let's get into the, the nitty gritty now, the fun bit, now we know a little bit more <laughs> about you. Um, so, obviously, as i said earlier, I've known you for sort of coming up to 10 years now and and at that time you were at Westfield on a SharePoint project I think so um how did you get into SAP what's your story
1: um sadly enough 1994 I was working for Ampol Ampol Australia um I was in the marketing accounting group Uh, I'd written the profit reporting system to be used Australia-wide the um, CEO decided that he wanted to explore SAP and run a pilot. Mm. Um, So he asked me to be involved as a business analyst uh, on the finance side for the pilot. So I did that. Um, The interesting part was the pilot was canned uh, because they decided to merge Caltex and Ampol together, which we, we did over a period of time. When we finished that, the boss then went, okay sap is back on the table uh cool what's the new day same date. so we actually um, had to deliver the project at the same timeline that you said uh having started three months later oh my gosh um, so it was in, intense but um yeah that was the first implementation in 1995 with hewlett packard sap and um, uh, Andersons, um, Andersons Consulting. But yep. from there, I've spent over 25 years on and off in SAP. And
0: so that's a that's a pretty good tenure. What keeps you in SAP?
1: Uh, because they keep changing it. Uh, it keeps developing. It keeps changing. Uh, we a mate and I, who's been in SAP as well a little bit longer than me, actually. Uh, basically said, we we got together and we went, ah, SAP. It's new on the block. Probably be around about six or seven years, and then something new will come <laughs> along, and then uh, <laughs> we'll have to just learn something you know. new. Well, that's yeah. it. You know, we'd we'd have to learn something new. But I think the stats now are forty percent of businesses worldwide use SAP, so there's a reasonably good reason to stay in the business. And it it it, it just keeps changing. Um, you know, we went all the way through to ECC six, then we've gone into S for Hana um so you know it's pretty cool
0: yeah yeah that seems to be what a lot of people say it's forever changing and growing and adapting and becoming more Mm. interesting so it keeps you in there right so yeah so what's your definition of a successful sap program and then the, the second layer to that question is how do you think it's changed over time
1: it actually hasn't changed over time um no a a successful program is one that uh is technically live but users use it Um, one of my standard statements is it doesn't matter how successful technically you are if nobody uses your software it's a failure Um, so that's why i always state that change management training are always an important part of the program because it's the adoption of the program by the business users that makes it successful
0: yeah that's true you'd be surprised by the amount of clients that we speak to that they've implemented it and then a few years later we speak to them again and nobody's using it so they've got to change it or you know bring it up to speed so which blows my mind
1: (laughs) well sap didn't help themselves in the early days either because um if you look at their asap methodology in the early days um, they did systems integration testing but their methodology didn't include user acceptance testing. So they basically said, test it technically. If it works, give it to the users and let them use it. So the users weren't part of the process in the early days.
0: Yeah. I suppose if you're thinking of the technical side, you don't think of the users, right? So, yeah. But they're,
1: they're the ones that actually make your project successful. So.
0: True. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> um, so what are the top three imperatives that you look for within your team when delivering programmes?
1: Ah, uh, passion, commitment and balance. Um, they've gotta be passionate about the delivery. Um, they need to be involved and make sure that they're committed to the delivery. It's not just a, a day-to-day job. I mean, that's that's for BAU people. They're particular type of people that like that sort of role. Project people are completely different. They yeah. wanna see something delivered, they wanna see it successful and they wanna walk away and start something new so they've got to be that passionate about the delivery the commitment because any project work takes a hell of a lot of time and you know you as you know you start off working your you know eight hour days when you get to a cutover you're likely working 16 hour days um up to the transactional data loads and then you're working 24 by 7 in large operations mm-hmm. so it takes a, a fairly committed people to step up to that and go yeah i'm going to do this and then balance is um, – th- there is work, but there is also life. You have to balance the two.
0: So. can you do that? Then you're committed to cut over, though.
1: <laughs> uh, we gave it a damn good shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By eating pasta and drinking Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs>
1: uh, well, there was a lot of red wine after hours, I can assure you. Uh, nice. And a lot of lot of uh, deliveries. Um, the Carter Hold Harvey one that I mentioned earlier was quite amazing because um, – That was 14 years ago. And we're talking about um, a program. We went to a local restaurant, got them to actually make up meals for us, freeze them and deliver them. So all of the team had a fabulous meal any time of the day they wanted it. We had fresh fruit delivered. We had nuts delivered uh, to the point where my basis team rebelled, uh, I think on the Sunday night at two o'clock in the morning and did a Maccas run because they were sick of Mm -hmm. eating coffee food.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think to be fair. Only gala so before, I've ever Uber been, been,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well that's way before it, but the only gala I've ever been involved in where I lost weight. So Wow,
0: really. Mm. <laughs> very healthy. You got you gotta go for the mappers <laughs> Um so what is your project management methodology and how do you define it?
1: Uh well mine's a mixture because um uh, it's generally waterfall. Uh, But I've used ASAP, I've used um, Method 1, I've used uh, Method Blue, uh, I've used all of the methodologies that come across. And the reality is, it doesn't matter what you use. Um, When you take it, when you get under the covers, all the deliverables or the accelerators are the same. They just name them differently. I mean, um, organisations tend to create their own methodology to try and Establish a bit of a leverage in the market. Mm-hmm. They're the same. Um, so if you understand what you've got to deliver over a period of time, it doesn't matter what methodology you're using. Um, you can use the same sort of approach. Um, you still get it delivered on time.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, isn't it? It's basically all the same, but wrapped up and packaged in a different way. You've all got Correct. the same, you know, got the same mission and the same challenge. It's just got a fancier name.
1: Yep. Yeah correct
0: mm, yeah what would you describe then and we've had some very interesting answers to this question so i'm keen to see what oh. you say um what would you describe as your biggest failure
1: uh, yeah okay um <laughs> <clears throat> a life lesson um as i said i'm i'm an engineer by profession um being a young engineer i joined um, Gilbarco, as a design engineer. Uh, I was basically designing uh, petrol pumps for the market or fuel management systems as well. I got asked to actually um, redesign and install uh, their production line test equipment. I did that, uh, had it installed, had it commissioned, uh, wrote all the manuals, uh, you know, had them all bound and all nicely done all the labeling on the machine done Rocked down to the production line handed it over to the guy and said this this is it you know his response was i cannot read and a junior idiot engineer uh, basically went ah i assumed he i knew he was greek and i assumed that he couldn't read english so i had the manuals converted to greek I had the traphylite labels recut in both languages, English and Greek. And I came back and he said, I cannot read. He was illiterate. Right. So I felt about this tall. So <laughs>
0: yeah. that's
1: that's the life lesson. Never assume.
0: Never assume. Yeah. That's a very good point. If it, you were trying to do the right thing there, right? But
1: Oh, I it was, but wrong. Being, being a you know, young, stupid engineer who didn't look at the packs. i got it horribly wrong
0: (laughs) naive naive but passionate let's call it that
1: i haven't made that mistake again
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i suppose that ties in really nicely to project management as well right never ever assume that it's going to be successful or never assume that what works for you works for someone else
1: yeah Yeah. correct okay
0: um who's been your biggest influence in your career
1: um gentleman by the name of John Astle. Um, back in the late 80s um, I was a programmer um, but not a I was a very good programmer I could make things work without any trouble but creating the right structured code I wasn't very good at so John John sat me down and took me through basically how to not write spaghetti code uh how to have it structured properly how you could actually manage it properly um and that was probably the best lesson i've ever learned
0: where did you learn to code on the job or did you go to
1: school
0: you taught yourself okay so it's probably good to have someone who could come in and show you the the professional ways of doing it
1: yeah
0: yeah sure um now think back what would you tell your 21 year old self
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. Um yeah. Never I, <laughs> Nah, no, nah. well at 21 I was working at qantas as a um aircraft engineer. So, wow. I was nowhere near IT at all. Um yeah. So, yeah.
0: Really interesting. I love to hear people oh, yeah. people's careers and like where they've gone and what they've done. It's amazing yeah um That's... okay so final question and bear in mind this is how we got you on the podcast approach roach um, <laughs> who would you like to see on the podcast
1: yeah i thought about that um there, there's there's actually three people that uh i think would make a good contribution uh one of them being neil mcclure who yeah. you've spoken to previously Mm-hmm. Um, he's now a, a global CIO. Um, Brian Pereira. Oh uh, yeah. Um, who is uh, you know a, a high end uh, sort of management guy these days, but has created a couple of startups. Uh, he was vice president for HCL for Asia Pacific. He was uh, uh, my boss at IBM. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Chris Perello, if you really want to laugh. Um, <laughs> I do. Chris, uh, I've employed Chris twice over the years. He's employed me three times. Um, so we go back a ways. Uh, he's been in the Army Reserve. He's been a New South Wales policeman. He's been a CIO in quite a few organisations. Um, one of them being EMI Records he needs to tell you that story um, so yeah uh, great character okay. um, he's the guy you employ on a project if you need some comic relief brings Alrighty. a guitar with him
0: is that a good thing I'm not sure
1: <laughs> uh, fabulous because um, you know he uh, he's singing all the time he's got a guitar with him all the time uh, but He's an incredibly professional individual, uh, but likes to have some fun as well.
0: Well, for a museo like you, you'd definitely be a fan of that then. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, I will approach these guys. Thank you very much, Um, and thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, no, not really. Um, I think we've covered off just about everything. There's, you know, 25 years of SAP is a lot to cover in 30 minutes, Um, so. But, you know, anyone that's interested in being in SAP and being engaged in SAP, it's quite a wild ride. Um, You have some good fun and you have some really annoying times as well. Uh, That's life though, right? Big time, big time. And IT is like that. It's, um, as you say, it's so changeable. um, And that's the reason a lot of us stay in it, because it's constantly changing. There's new innovations, there's new technology, there's you know things that you know all of these mobile platforms that we're now you know using and utilizing in high end erp software is brilliant it's just fabulous so that's that's what you got to look forward to and you it's know nice some of the technology it? things if you talk to Brian and um, and Neil you know some of the the high end technology that they're utilizing is just unreal so yeah
0: blows your mind a bit right big time big time yeah Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Wayne. It's been a pleasure.